This is CliffCentral.com. And this is Between Two Femmes. It is a Thursday. It's one o'clock. And therefore, it means it's time for Between Two Femmes. I am Aspasia Karras. And sadly, I am missing my fellow femme, Mabali Malloy, who is in Cape Town today and having a lot of fun, I believe. Uh, where they've been doing broadcasts and whatever you do when you go to Cape Town. And so instead of Mabs, I have replaced her. I hope you're listening, Mabs. <laughs> I have uh, replaced her with the lovely Matakle Stofile. <laughs> Say hello, Matt. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Matakle Stofile, <laughs> and I might be the new replacement. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, play your cards right. <laughs> and Oh, Mabs. <laughs> I hope she's if not the listening. cat's away, the <laughs> mice, the mice to play. So um, the reason I have Matt here is because we're going to talk about her fantastic project called the Matt Project. But first, obviously, we have to do the woman's news. Now, without my bali, I don't have the news jingle, which I suddenly <laughs> realized it's a terrible thing. So I will just be the jingle. And we'll start with the woman's news. And I think something that is really interesting, and now I'm not one to like sort of get into um, the question of porn, but the first thing that took my um, interest today, thinking about the women's news, is that Pornhub, which is the world's largest porn site, has made it easier for victims of revenge porn to remove intimate material posted on the site without their consent. And... Matt, feel free to um, step in here. I think what is going to happen is that uh, what you can do is they've launched an online form, which mm-hmm. makes the report- reporting process far simpler. So it just asks victims to put in their email address, name, mm-hmm. and ask them, have you ever agreed to the distribution of this content? And if the content has been posted without their consent, oh. it will be removed from the site within a few hours. Um and basically, I mean, I think there's such a huge problem with revenge porn. Of course, there is. And I'm also now thinking about the fact that they always tell us once it appears online, it lives there forever. So no matter, you know, so if they're going to remove it in a few hours, I mean, doesn't that mean the damage has already been done? I think because the damage has been there forever. The damage has been done, but um, at least... Yes, and I and I and I'm yeah. glad that they have made this mood move. I suppose, and I suppose the real problem is the whole concept of revenge mm. porn. Like mm. you say, I can't even imagine. I mean, I can't even imagine if when I was younger there was such a thing. Can you imagine how scary it is for young young girls who have? I mean, this is maybe a new or well, first experience. Well, I mean, and that is and our second story, which um, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter today. No, but. Um, uh, a private boys school, let it be said, um, in Natal, um, is currently embroil- embroiled in a, in a huge scandal because some boys posted a picture with, um, involving themselves. There are about yeah. four boys and, um, a girl from the neighboring sister school. Uh-huh. Um, well, maybe not sister school, but, <laughs> but a neighboring yeah. school. Uh-huh. Uh, in a very surprising position. They're all in school uniform. And the picture is on Instagram. And obviously, this boy's Instagram is private. But um, it it's just, there. It's there. It's there. And so maybe the boy has like deleted the picture now, but it has gone viral. Oh 
And it's really What's happening? What's happening in the picture? The though? picture what are they is doing? like essentially I mean this is like stuff that you'd see on Pornhub just with school. Oh my uniform. gosh, and these are school four yeah, children. four boys. And so it like raises all these ideas are this is you know, we do live in a very Crazy violent world. rape culture society. And you know, there's one girl, four boys, she's in a very compromised position. It just it's really it's really just disturbing. disturbing. It's very disturbing. And it's also, um, I don't know, is it a symptom of something else that maybe we are not talking about? Um, why are there so many kids looking for attention? Why are there so many kids recording things and putting, because that's it. You want people to talk about it or mm. you want, so, so this it's is an a, attention yeah. seeking thing. But why? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to attribute it to, but I think there's a bigger question. There is a bigger question. And for me, I think the question is that clearly some kind of teaching process has to happen. Yes. With the young, you know, and it reminds me, I don't know. Do you remember when we had that lady, Cindy Gallup from Make Love Not Porn? Oh, yes. Who came to, to, yes. to talk to us, but she was saying that, like, essentially she started a, 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 a online sort of platform called Make Love, Not Porn, in order to kind of stop the idea, especially amongst young men, with whom she was dilly-dallying quite a fair amount. And she realized that actually, because they'd watched so much porn, where no love is being made, it's all just and porn humping. itself has become much more extreme in order to actually attract eyeballs yeah. because yeah. you know you just shock, go uh, on your phone yeah. and you see so much. Um, she she basically started the site where you write in when you did X that was porn, <laughs> and if you wanted yeah. to make love, this is this what is you should how do. You would have done it. And so I think it's like that kind of education that actually needs to happen amongst young men to also realize that there's something really yeah. incredibly problematic about this kind of um, imagery, like compromising a, a girl like that. That is very interesting because I have a friend who actually once raised And themselves. This, and themselves. Who actually once raised this and... I mean, talking about her sex life. And this is someone who's in her early 30s and mm. she was just talking about single dates. And she was like, it's just so interesting to her how it's almost like when you, when she, when she does make love to somebody, it's almost like you're not making love. All guys are just, it's almost, they're so exposed to so much porn and watching so yes. much other ways of having sex that when you do get in the bedroom with someone, you want to be intimate. There is no intimacy. It's almost like this, um, there aren't enough, I suppose sites like they make love, not porn sites. <laughs> Actually, to to educate and to or maybe to just show other ways of being intimate. I mean, porn is not being intimate. Porn has very little to do with intimacy. It's uh, I know, you know, I know, and that is why it's well, so disturbing. I mean, this just basically. Mm. I mean, women on the internet are all saying, obviously on on Twitter, are saying, well, this is just like it looks like gang rape, oh, but gosh. for these young men, I actually think it's just a fantasy, a gangbang fantasy. Yeah. And so I think it's that kind of education. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I hope the school doesn't actually expel them, but actually forces them this into some kind of um, way yeah. of teaching them. Sure. 
Yeah, because actually, if you do suspect, they still don't see anything wrong. They won't. They won't they see did. anything wrong, uh, and they won't have on. actually changed. Yeah, then nothing's going to change. They'll just go to a different school or or not, and <laughs> it will pass. <laughs> it will. But pass. it is. It will be an opportunity missed, like you said. They could use this time to actually educate them and other boys. And, and actually, it's and, what should and, be and happening both in girls and boys' schools because that is the thing. Oh, so I mean, scary. the fact that the the girl also felt that this was okay, yeah, and funny, yeah, and amusing, yeah. and maybe it is her own fantasy too, and that's okay. Oh, but um, she just looked too much like the victim in the picture for that to and actually she, be was the case. she aware of the fact that this picture was going to be shared on social media i mean was I she wonder. aware that the Look, picture you can't was see taken, her face was being but taken. the fact that they're all in school uniform yeah is yeah. immediately problematic that you know exactly which school it is which girl school it is it's just it's it's yeah. it's kind of but that is not the past i mean the school might feel shamed but what is actually important is that they talk about these issues and actually change something. Yeah. Anyway, that's my moment of lecturing, which brings oh. me <laughs> to our third piece of news, which is why I actually have you here. Yes. So um, today, so Je- what's been happening is Paris Fashion Week, London Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, and somebody, I think it was in the business of fashion, wrote an article that said what was very shocking is yet again. Um, I think only something like 10% of the models on the runway at all these were yeah. black. Yeah. And I think the, once the most, once again, <laughs> and the most shocking, um, show was in fact, um, the Valentino. Oh, really? Well, Valentino's entire theme was we are inspired by Africa. Uh huh. And, um, <laughs> there were only two black oh, models. No. On the entire show. Oh, wow. And everyone else was white. Okay. Oh, various other skin hues and what have you, but certainly not black. Yes. And this is the African show. And certainly so not African. Inspired yeah. by Africa. And the clothes are tremendously beautiful. But the... Did he explain himself? Did they ask him about it? Has he like said anything around that? Valentino. We well, no, something? it's the two. They're two designers at Valentino. It's uh, Maria, Carla, whatever, and yes. somebody else. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yes, the, the, the guy. Then his name. But um, I think what's more interesting is really the the thought process or the casting process. And this is why I have you here because. You are a former beauty editor, as I am a former editor. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, you were the beauty editor of Marie Claire. Yes. The publication where I was the editor. Yes. And at the time, um, we we spoke about this and we, we, we really spoke quite in depth about how you change perceptions around what is considered beautiful. And so you have actually started a project called the Matt Project. M-A-T-T-E, as in obviously Matakle. <laughs> and tell us a bit about the project. Okay, well, the, well, firstly, the name, it is, it is a play on my name, but it's also uh, a play on Matt, as in the opposite of shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, just because in beauty specifically and in skincare, 
a lot of black women all over the world will agree that we all have that 12 o'clock shine <gasps> issue. Me too. It's like the... It's my great problem in this, life. It's this thing, that, it's this elusive thing to achieve that perfect matte skin that's uh-huh. not ashy and gray. So it was kind of a play on, on both those two concepts. But it is, it's, it's, it's really an opportunity I saw, as you say, when I was beauty editor, where I would sit at product launches and um, listen to a lot of, um, you know, things being launched into the into mm. the South African space for for women to consume in beauty and so on and there'd be great presentations and kind of great insights that come with these launches but i just always found that they are not speaking to the majority of people in South Africa that actually buy these products which is black females um and even myself with the knowledge that i did have uh in for beauty and being in this job i still had questions at every launch of, but how is it going to work on my, that, that was never taken into consideration. If mm-hmm. you're launching a pink lipstick, how is that pigment actually going to translate on my darker lip? Because if I'm using, if I buy this lipstick and I see that it's pink, why is it that I must apply five layers to see a little bit of shine of pink? Whereas as we see, I can put on two swipes and then it's pink lips, you know, so those things were never really taken into consideration. And I also just found, would it be in the chemical formula? No. The formulation I mean, that the pink would have to be obviously different in order to actually manifest. Yes, it would have to be a much stronger pigment. And I okay. find like now with a lot of brands, they get that. So a lot of color brands, international color brands, their pigments are so strong for the South African consumer, which I think, I suppose is an insight that finally came through. But that's just one of the examples. And mm-hmm. I also realized that in the communication of these brands, um, I'll have my own friends going, oh, but does such and such a br- I walk right past that counter. I've never stopped because I never mm-hmm. thought they have anything for me. And I'm like, but why? They have ads all the time in all the black consumed magazine. And they're like, yeah, but I mean, all the models, I mean, the darkest shade is Joan Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and my skin is ebony. There is no way they have well, they a must foundation be Alec for it. Yes. Yeah, so they'll be like, yeah. It's between Alec Wick and. <laughs> it should, yeah, it should be like Lupita, Alec Wick tone right down then to, you know, if you're going to claim that you cater for all ethnicities and all skin tones, then your communication should should say that. But a lot of the time it doesn't because it's international mm. communication that's just brought here and it wasn't really tailored for this market. So I thought, well, there's a gap here because here's a bunch of women like myself who really, really love all this beautiful and lovely stuff. Mm. And why should we miss out just because we don't actually have the right information? And that's what I aim to do is to really just do... A black edit, if you will, <laughs> of all the stuff that's out there um, on the market and to just say, well, this is what really works. This is what doesn't. But I also use it as a platform to just share um, experiences. Yeah, and you are like sort of women. very vocal on Instagram. Yes. With d- advice. Yes. So I try to do like daily advice posts, um, just a random tip or just a, a product recommendation or... Um, and what's nice is that it's garnered this community of women who now look forward to these posts and come mm. back and they share their feedback or they'll say, oh, but I use it like this. No, can you try? And sometimes I won't see the posts coming in or the questions mm. and someone else will answer, answer, which is very, very cool. And I'm learning a lot as well, which is, which is nice. And that was unexpected. So now here is my, I mean, let's go back to this question. Yeah. At the very heart of, the subject matter is this idea that there are the, there's this ideal of beauty and that 
Um, and it excludes a, so a, a yeah. specific look, uh, which is a, a, which is the most common look for a place like South Africa. So for, uh, forever black women have felt invisible, unheard, and almost like they don't really matter. So it's kind of like, if you're not considering, oh, what's my husband gonna think, or, you know, you, you, you're thinking, oh, but what's my white friend gonna think if I say so? So it's almost like we live in this world where, because, you know, there's patriarchy, which we know rules the world all over the world. And as black women, we're not men. We're never going to be men. So mm-hmm. it, it completely works, works against us. And it's also a, a world where we know that if you're of a certain hue, um, and if you look mm-hmm. a certain way, then more doors are going to open for you. And that hue is white. And as black women, we're never going to be white. So that also works against us. And isn't us. it and then, quite interesting that also, I mean, it's not even just a question of white. Yeah, yeah. It's the ideal of beauty. It and is. apparently, you know, there's research that shows that the people who conform to this particular ideal get more doors open. Yes, actually. of course. They earn significantly more in a lifetime than people who are perhaps not. It is a fa- is it's it not something. It's not that people are crazy thinking, oh, the no, it's really true. I mean, you have women, you have black women who will say, I like to wear my, wear my hair natural. I know mm. it's healthier for my hair and I keep it natural. But if I'm going for a job interview, I'm putting on that wig. Now we, because I mean, my chances we have are better. a mutual friend, yeah, who um, actually told me she now has a bob. Yes. Um, do you know who I'm talking yes, about? We yes. actually we we had her in here interviewing about the the project that they do with the the weekend social. Mm-hmm. Um, Titi, Titi. Yes. Thank you. I was having a total <laughs> blank, but Titi was telling bob, me, yes. yeah, that she's got the bob because that's her work. That's her work look. Her work look because, in fact, she was not being taken seriously. You see. And she's not crazy. And so she changed she's, her She's hair. not crazy. It's a fact. Or someone else will say, well, it's easy for you to wear your hair natural because you speak English a certain way. So you will be taken more seriously than someone who speaks like me. Uh-huh. If it's somebody who speaks English like they were Bantu educated, for example. Yes. Um, or someone will go, well, you're a lot taller than me. I'm short. If I walk into that boardroom, no one even looks at me. So I have to, you know, put, mm. we all have these conformities that we, we put on kind of in these different spaces to be socially accepted, to be professionally accepted. Um, it's insane. And I think like those, those expectations and those looks are everything but what black women are born with. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind I of do. like, the darker you are, oops. The shorter and coarser your hair, oops. Um, the, 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 the bigger your bum, oops. Or, well, <laughs> now it's changing, but it's kind of like all these things that we are naturally born with are the things that it's kind of like, well, if you're going to be called beautiful, you have to be everything but that. You have to strip those things and move closer to what doesn't look like you to be considered. And I'm just like, why would there be just one standard of beauty mm. that doesn't make any sense? Do you know how many people there are in the world? And to live in a country like South Africa and still believe that um, the way, other, this other way, that other. so little of us, in fact, so little, few people are born looking <laughs> like this ideal of beauty that's kind of being perpetuated everywhere. So how does one go about changing it? I mean, obviously you could like... Images. Start saying... Yeah. You know, the industry sucks and I'm going to reject it wholesale. Sure. I'm going to become, you know, 
anti-fashion, sure. anti-beauty, anti-everything and just follow my own path because you guys are selling me down the river. And that's my thing. I'm kind of like, I don't <laughs> think that that stance works. I don't think it works to kind of try and change anything like that. I think um, you almost have to... <sighs> You have to change mindsets, right? Mm. And I think a very powerful way of doing that is imagery, first mm-hmm. of all. So, for example, I have a little daughter. She's still a baby. But which girl, little girl, doesn't think their mother is beautiful? So I want her, when she grows up with this idea of beauty, to always uh, remember that. In her instance, her mother really <laughs> is very beautiful. So, <laughs> But it's kind of like I want her to be surrounded by images of beautiful black women that don't necessarily get exposed in these public places like a billboard or a cover of a magazine or a, a, a glamorous TV mm. show or whatever mm. not. The, she must know that there are, there are different options. There are, there are different ways of how people look. But I also think to you talk know, more and yeah. share stories and share stories like if Titi and I sit and talk and kind of talk about the fact like, why do I have to change my hairstyle to be taken seriously? And if we all kind of not make it normal, mm. what annoys me is just how normal it's become for us to not look the way we look. And it's kind of become this, oh, but I just choose to. But do you really, or have you thought about it? Have you really thought about it, or is it just something that's easy? And you see, I mean, I think it's a fine line. I do believe um, that we have individual agency, and mm. we should be allowed to choose whatever hairstyle delights us. Definitely, and you should be allowed to talk the way you like, wear whatever you like. Well, you should. (laughs) And at the same time, there is such a thing as social convention that kind of forces us. So I think what's important is what you're saying. It's like actually. Almost pay attention. Be conscious to what is happening to you. And so that you're not... And don't attack. Yeah. Because I also find it started becoming very divisive now, this whole topic. It's, oh, versus weaves versus natural. I'm like, why is it weaves? That's not even a debate. This is actually a very silly question or debate. It's very divisive amongst black women. Mm. And we're actually asking the completely wrong questions. Um, instead of uh, providing platforms like what uh, Millie and her friends are doing, so they call it the feminist stock fell, and they use natural hair as kind of their vehicle. Mm-hmm. And every little soiree that they do is all just about taking care of your baby's hair, taking care of your hair and it's natural. What are the ingredients you need to look out for? What are the ingredients? And nobody's bashing any other product. And you get girls with weaves, with we- attending these sessions because mm-hmm. they actually want to take care of their hair. How do they get it? But they how don't do, have how the do people go to the feminist stock though? Oh, well, they follow them is on their... Is it just hair that they talk about there? It's just hair. It's, it's, it's feminism, but the, it's always kind of rooted in, I thought in that hair. they were planning some kind of, um, I'm sure they, financial takeover of the universe. Because <laughs> oh, of one, the stock fell yeah, part. One hair strand at a time. Is well, that how it's going to work? Well, it's, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'm sure it's going to become bigger and, and they'll probably do like a lot more bigger things and probably beyond hair, but I think it will always but be. But hair is like huge. It will always be around black feminism. Here is something that I thought was interesting. I was at, the hair salon as well mm-hmm. and how many hours do you spend at the hair salon i try and limit them my entire <laughs> like aim they know me and they're like do you want the massage no and they're like, <laughs> no, asking me it. anymore no massage it. i'm just like moving on moving on how quickly can you apply this hair dye? Yes. how quickly can i get out of here because i really i find it frustrating yeah. having to sit around being groomed grooming takes a lot of time out of it a does. woman's life and the older you get the longer it takes so here's my point. So I'm obviously covering gray. My first gray hair came when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
And I multitask. So I then went next door to the nail bar. And Sunshine was saying to me, oh. Is this your nail therapist? Yes. Sunshine. Mm. Sunshine. She's <laughs> sunny. Good. She's very sunny. <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Sunny was uh, telling me that, in fact, she was asking me if the, the dye comes off my skin. Because she said when she, it doesn't come off black skin. Oh, oh my goodness. Do you know what? When, <laughs> now that you say that, cause I've never dyed my hair. Yeah, no, you don't need but to. But now that you say that, I mean, growing up in Alice and when I was really, I mean, primary, primary school, just mm. starting school, a lot of young kids used to get their hair dyed. Alice is very dry Why? and very, oh. very hot. Mm. So our hair, right? It, it kind of lightens. So if it's all, it's almost like, um, how, I don't know if you're headed, you, do you get blonde streaks if you've been in the sun forever and ever yeah, and it kind well, of starts, you know, does. but not blonde streaks, but you know, it lightens But a bit. my daughter's hair goes completely blonde. Well, there you go. I so like ashy. It's the same with us, except it actually looks ashy. So it almost looks dusty. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not really black. It's not really brown. It's that weird color. So parents used to dye their kids' hair black, especially mm. for school. Like it was a thing. <laughs> I always wanted to, my mom was like, you're crazy. But she's right. You used to see the scalp is also black. Like the. She says it doesn't come out. <laughs> but I never knew if it was because people just don't so pay attention and can remove bleach it. Well. Their hair. But I don't think that they, uh, and I think that's why a lot of people are doesn't blonde. come out ever, ever. I must find she out about this. She said it just this doesn't come out. And so that's why they don't dye their hair dark. Or a lot of people don't because. So what is it? Just black, black dye that doesn't yeah, come out. Yeah, it doesn't. A lot it of pigments. People, it leaves the pigment sure, in your sure. skin and doesn't come out. And she said that is why people don't do it. And I was like, quite so interesting. I'm gonna post that on the on tomorrow's chat on Facebook. Post it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm and gonna ask. Yeah, I'm actually because gonna maybe ask then they need to work on on dyes this. that yeah, actually it's formulation. don't leave. I mean, that is just outrageous. I mean, it's it's a uh, um. It's things like um, shaving for black mm. guys. It's such a problem, the, the bumpy razor bumps and whatever not. Even if they use those fancy electric ones, yeah. okay, that cost an arm and a leg. And then Spiway, my husband, got sent one by one of the brands yeah. and it was specifically designed for his type of hair, which is very curly because he's a black man. Mm. So he was telling me that a lot of them are designed for hair that follicle that comes out straight. So that's why a white guy can kind of shave daily. First of all, that's unheard of with black guys. Really? Like the whole daily shaving thing. No, nobody shaves daily. That's crazy. So they can shave daily and it's actually smooth and it's fine. But with black men, because the hair comes out curly, the razors and the way they designed with these um, are not electric, actually are not for that. So then you find that it's kind of a bigger struggle and that's how they get the bumps, the shaving bumps. Huh. And I was like, something so simple. You'd think that like Beck, right? With all <laughs> its like uh, beleaguered Beck. <laughs> yeah. Would have come up with the, yeah. I mean, that is just like. But then it also brings me to the point, as Basia, of, well, then I think as black people, it's time we're actually, I mean, there's no better time than now to, to actually create. start making these things and creating these things and owning them. Because why must we wait is this for your next business? A French, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> why should we wait for somebody to, to bring this to us? I mean, we've got brains, we've got means, some of us, and uh, we must just do it. Yeah. Those of us who can. I'm seeing huge money. Yeah. Can I come work for you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford you. <laughs> um, no, but that is a, it's a very interesting question. Yeah. I think we're going to go to the ad break now. Oh, um, is it half past it's half past and 
we have an ad. Our clients are the lifeblood of our business, and keeping their data safe is critical. I'm worried that client data in the wrong hands could cost us. With MTN Business Cloud powered by Microsoft Technology, your data is secured in world-class data centers based in South Africa. It's always available, backed up, and complies with South African laws, ensuring that you and your clients are always protected. With a footprint covering 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about the cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. This is CliffCentral.com And we're back. That was Can't Sleep Love by the Panatonic. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> I can't sleep. Love. I really haven't been able to sleep. Love. Why not? I think um, just the, the, the stress of starting the new job ah. um, at Times Media. Yes, yes. How is it going? It's I like go- change. Yeah, I also like change. Yeah. So, because I mean, I, I was at Marie Claire for six years. So, this is now hectic. Yeah. So, it it's keeps me awake at night. Change. And I'm thinking, thinking, thinking all the time. And I try and get my brain to stop. I need, I need sleep training. Sleep it's, it's training. really tough. And I think it's even tougher when you've had a great team, like you did at Marika. I know. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of just go and start off with a new team and it takes some adjusting to, but I think you'll be great. Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. Um, because we publishing such nice things. Mm-hmm. So now, dear one, let's, let's get back to this. I mean, it's also, People raise this issue, say, for example, at Fashion Week. It's not the first time I've read this article. I know. Yeah. I read it every, every year. Every season. Every yes. season. And I don't understand why it doesn't change. I also don't. And I just don't. But I also think I think the people that are in control aren't necessarily people who are concerned by this. So the people who have the power to change it, i.e. the designers or the casting agents or Maybe they're just not really invested in this. Like it doesn't really phase them. It doesn't really affect their lives. Really. I mean, it's not such a close thing. So for someone mm. like me, it's something that keeps me up at night and it's something that affects me directly. But for someone who is, say, a white European man, it's kind of a far removed thing, even though it's not really. I mean, if you, if they think about it in a very broad sense, it, it directly can affect your bottom line. Um, but I don't think they, it's something that they think, oh, that concerns them much. And mm-hmm. I think it's only if they really feel some kind of financial pressure. I think that's when they'll wake up and say, oh my goodness, maybe we do need to take this seriously a bit more. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It's like, for me, a very interesting thing. But uh, we, we had this debate last year. In the, and, and I was saying, you know, and then I was very pleased to see that things had changed, but because actual buying patterns. So when you talk about changing the imagery, so for many years, if you put, even though maybe the readership of your magazine was like 60, 70% black, Mm -hmm. if you put a black person on the cover, the readership would tank, the sales would tank. And I was always like mystified. I couldn't understand. What was going on there? I have to say that it's changing now. Is it changing? It's changing. Um, and I mean, maybe I'm giving away trade secrets, but for all magazine editors listening to this story, um, is Lupita selling more than Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> <laughs> Lupita. I'm was always like, Jennifer Aniston. Not Jennifer yet. Aniston. I don't know if Lupita is going to sell more than for Jennifer sure. Aniston, but what, uh, what did sell more than or the same 
was Beyonce, mm-hmm. um, which I found fantastic. Sure. Beyonce did really brilliantly. Yeah. Um, Kerry Washington. Uh-huh. Um, the, um, what's that? Uh, Alicia Keys. Yeah. Alicia Keys did really That's brilliantly. That's amazing. That's great. So holding their own. And I'm just wondering if a lot of it has to do with, there's a lot of shows on TV where black women, thanks to Shonda Rhimes, I mean, I think she is actually such a game changer. She's amazing. And, and one of the actresses, um, had said something about how, well, we can't have all these brilliant roles if, if the roles don't exist. And the one thing Shonda does is create She's these created roles for the roles. These people to actually play them and be fantastic. And, but it is and compelling true and to see, but you know, it's actually, so it's changing. It is changing. Buying powers, changing, um, a and lot perceptions, more. Perceptions, the way people feel about themselves. Yes. Because I think a lot of the stuff, I mean, when you were saying that people feel shamed, ashamed not to be that kind of beauty or that. Yeah. That that really translated, I always felt, into sales. I was like, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you buy this cover if it's like celebrating a woman who looks like you? So that, that changed. Deep psychological thing. And, and it's never... People can't understand. White people answer. can't understand it. And I think it's very important for you to actually make it plain for us. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't know if I can explain it. Simply, I don't, I'm not even sure if I do understand yeah. it. I mean, a lot of, the, uh, for a long time, I just didn't believe it. I was kind of like, well, are black people really buying, uh, or are they just reading it? Is it readership or is it really buying? I mean, are we finding these things at our doctor's room and then you're reading more Cosmo than you would, but you're actually not buying it yeah. yourself? Or, or what is it? Because there are magazines like Move who are still selling way more than any of these International mm. magazines are ever going to sell in South Africa, and there they've never featured any white person on the cover or anywhere else. So it's a, it's I don't know I don't know if it's a simple answer, and I also don't know if it's really. So just you're saying it's the white who are now just buying Beyonce? No, whatever. <laughs> well, Beyonce is, is something else. Beyonce is Beyonce. I don't even think Beyonce is just Beyonce. <laughs> She's kind of in her own element. But is that not very important? Is that like we actually start getting to that level where we? Just see, and I think that's what's happening with this TV is that like you don't look at Kerry Washington and think, I'm now watching a show about this amazing black woman. I do. Do you? I do. Do you think that? I, I still, always just sit there and watch I her still, and I go, No, completely. And that's Kerry Washington. She's amazing. And that's the privilege of being white. No, but that's exactly it. That's is that the, the privilege? That's the privilege of being white. And as a black person, I mean, we laugh about this all the time with my friends. We were like, it would be so nice to get to a point where we can be colorblind as black people. But as soon as you try and be colorblind, somebody is going to remind you of your race somewhere, somehow. You could, and then my friend was like, I know, I know. I took myself to a movie the other day, 10 a.m. It's nice and quiet there. I'm thinking I've got the day off. <laughs> Sitting there after the movie, I come out, this old white lady assumes I'm cleaning the cinema. So she starts demanding that I help her with the bags. And, do, <sighs> and she was like, I was just minding my own business, not thinking about race. And then such a thing happened. So for us, it's still such a, Forefront mm. thing When you see a black person Doing something amazing You still think Oh my god That's a black person Doing something amazing Because for the longest time We were told we couldn't So for us Kerry Washington Is the, the black woman Kerry Washington Who is doing Violet Davis Is that black woman Saying amazing speeches On re- You know so, that's, I mean actually What a, really has to happen Is that there needs to be Ten Shonda Rhimes Making <laughs> Exactly Really amazing There need to be Tons Successful and tons of, TV So exactly. that people 
see more because it's only when there are as many Kerry Washingtons as there are all the other Hollywood mm. Kates and all of them, all of them, Jennifers and the, we even go until there are that many, you yes. know, also doing that, then it will be normal and we won't see it as this black and white. But if it's still that glaringly imbalanced, imbalanced, then it's hard to kind of not see it as exactly what it is in black and white. So I'll tell you another story which I found so disturbing for me. Yeah. We were away for the weekend with um, um, some friends of ours. Yeah. And um, her, we were looking through the, the magazines on the... You know, in the in the lounge, yes. And we were sitting with um, her daughter, little daughter, you know, yes. um, Maya. Yes. And we're looking through the magazine, and oh, she's like, it's a fashion magazine, it was French Vogue, and so, ah, oh, this girl is like a, you know, glorious. Um, Every every single picture yes. was beautiful princess. She wants this dress. She's six. <laughs> yes. She wants that dress. It was completely stunning. And then she gets, we were like, we suddenly realized because that I'd looked at through the entire magazine with her and every single picture was white, beautiful, thin, very specific look. A very specific look, yeah. That, you know, I mean, when they... All of them were like glorious, beautiful models, which is fair enough. But there were no other images in the first place in the book. But they were all white. And it suddenly struck me. So I opened because the Celine campaign had just come out. And there's this very beautiful image of oh, yes, I know a girl with the... Who looks... Beautiful like she has afro. No makeup, but she, she looks completely... Looks, yeah. Yeah. She looks completely natural, normal. A natural... And, and like many people around us. Yes. They're not kind of this unattainable oh. look. Did she say, yuck? Really? Yuck were her words. So you see what And I went is? into depression. I was like, oh my God, did we sit and discuss this for several hours of wine with her mum? Because we were like, and, and there she know, was. What do you actually do? So you're talking about changing the imagery. The images. And, you know, and her mother she can't even has explain. sat very consciously for a very long time, you know, thoughts like you, creating Beautiful imagery of strong black woman. Her mother is a strong, beautiful black woman. Exactly. And Except yet, it's not enough. This child looked images. at this picture and said, yuck. Yeah. Was her word. Yeah. <laughs> to someone who actually could have been her mother or her aunt or her, you know, her sister or. And uh, it's it, very, very, it very, is very sad. hard. I mean, this and is for me, is it was a powerful campaign because it was trying very hard to say, you don't have to like look like so also perfectly glamorous all the time. Yeah. This brand is for real women. Even those who don't wear any makeup. Like yes. So, and you know, and those who don't want to. And it's perfectly fine to wear lots of makeup as yes. well. I'm not saying that the, I'm not even judging. But let's just, I'm just not saying, pretend it's the only way to be. Let's the create all live. these new images. But her response was yuck. And so, that's very what do you actually do? That's very heartbreaking. My son said the other day, <laughs> He's four And we go to the spa And for some reason It was just really crowded I don't know Maybe it was payday Because the spa is next to some bank So it was just crowded, crowded And he stopped And he said Mama Why are there so many brown people here? <laughs> but he was actually like Mesmerized by it And I was going What do you mean? There are mm. all these brown people at home and 
She says, yes, but there's so many brown people here. And then I realized, oh, my God, like a big chunk of your li- life, actually, you are probably surrounded by people who don't look like you. And when it is, you turn around. Because I was like, when you went to Germany to visit, did you wonder why there are so many white people here? I don't remember you asking. That was a normal yeah. scene. But somehow, when it's kind of so many black people, he That's was kind telling of like, what's for going you? on? Better move. I know. Uh, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening? I'm like, well, because this You're is Africa. too many whiteies like me. <laughs> <laughs> that is what is going on. I'm like, because this is Africa, and if you go to Germany, you'll see there are many white people there because that is Europe. <laughs> and this is just how the scales balance. I know. But it is. It's very. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. It's kind of like the language thing. I remember we talked about this, and you were saying with your daughter, she actually has to go to Greece every year to keep speaking there because you end up being that only person. Speaking. speaking is closer to your kid and then the rest of the world is speaking English and everything else. So then they just refuse to speak is closer because, you know, that's just what you and him speak, but he's not going to speak it to anyone else. It's the so same you're have thing. You're going to send him to Alice all the time. Abuse. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> so tell us a bit about like, I mean, who, who are, are you working with big cosmetic companies who want to actually change? Well, I've them told, so I've told a lot of them about it and presented the idea to them. And there's a lot of positive response. So they kind of see the aim of it. And, but I think this is what I suspect. Mm. I suspect everyone is kind of scared that I'm probably going to bash their brand and kind uh-huh. of go, this is what we want. And this is love. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of that thing. <laughs> I am very militant. I'm very uh. happy to be, but I think it is that thing of kind of wanting to see who's going to test the waters first or who's going to, my, my ideal thing would be to not work with any specific brands. My, cause my, the biggest strength of the Matt mm. project is how authentic and honest it is. So the great thing would be to be able to actually get the message through and communicate to these women, but not actually be associated to any particular brand. Because mm. also, if you think about beauty brands, women don't shop like that. People don't buy everything from one brand. You like a certain mascara, mm. a foundation from somewhere else, your cleansers from somewhere else. We, that's just how we shop for beauty. So yes. it has to maintain that independence. Um, but beauty brands are very interested because also it's not just uh, the workshops or whatever that was yeah. also just brand consultancies, getting insights from these women for them. And that's very beneficial for them. Um, if they want to know how their campaigns are being received, if people are getting the message that they're trying to put across. So that's something we also do to just get these insights for these brands mm. and also just, you know, advise on well, images. What is the right to way to speak to <laughs> people get it wrong? People do get it wrong. Othering is always not a good idea. So as soon as you start kind of, you know, because it always fascinates me how certain generic words Mm. belong to white people. So it's kind of like if you're talking hair, if you see a hair shampoo, it's white hair and it's hair. And if you're talking about our hair, you have to be specific in the natural hair or black hair or my favorite Ethnic hair uh-huh. And I'm like Really <laughs> Really Are we now saying White we people don't have, have to, Yes Do white people don't have I'm like Who's ethnic I don't understand If I'm ethnic Then what are you That is othering to me That's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Why Why are we And this is But do you need To create specific products For uh, um, For certain things So for things like not, hair Yes Okay Um not really for things like skin or whatever. Yeah. It's really more about uh, dry, oily, and so yeah. on. But for makeup, 
yeah, for color, you, you have to be mindful, again, of strength of your pigment. Mm. Um, but the most important things that I think are very, very different is hair and also actual like aesthetic treatments. So then yes. you have to be very informed. Well, I was going to go be on very, that because... Um, be very careful. I, I I love the flashes, as you well know. I swear by <laughs> HPL flashes. And um, the the therapist who gives them to me is an Indian girl. Yeah. And she was saying she can't do them. No, Indian Indian skin, nothing to do with peels. Like they must actually stay away from, from chemical peels, peels. and from flashes. Uh, and from, and from lasers. Yeah, because and lasers. It immediately um, burns their skin. Yeah, and so she's, and then you get pigmentation. Yes, and, and is that the same for black skin? So it is the same for black. Some some of us can get away with it, but it's just generally suggested that you don't, or you just go to someone who really knows what they're doing. So a lot of the time, for example, with black skin, I'm like, if you want to have a peel, go for a fruit peel. Mm. Don't go straight to the chemical stuff, because it will. It it, it sends our skin is the most sensitive black mm. skin, but it's also very clever in repairing itself. So as soon as it feels attacked, it starts producing more melanin mm. to protect itself, mm. and that's how you get blotchy pigmentation and uneven skin tone and burned by the sun. And but we don't. But a lot of but us nobody don't. thinks about it. No, and and when you just read about how amazing appeal is, that article is not written. It's written from a very one-sided kind of point of view. And if you're reading that as a black woman, you're not thinking, hey. Who wrote this? And were they yes. thinking about my skin or is it, is it any skin? Is it, you don't. You just say, well, it says that it's great. So you go for it. I can't tell you how many people really? write and go at the, on the chats. I went for a peel, but now my skin is still very sensitive. It's been a week and it's starting to darken it some. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. You shouldn't have done it. You should have, you should have. And I also don't understand isn't why. It's like unethical of the. I just think some people aren't that. That's why I'm always like, please go to this place specifically because then They're I know that thinking. they they will say, be, rather do this because you are a black person and this is, could be so dangerous. As a white or, person, I've always felt jealous of um, the idea that black don't crack. <laughs> we don't crack, we do true? other things. What do you do? <laughs> well, A, pigmentation can yeah. also be a first sign of aging, right? Because yeah. then it's sun I damage and, and so on. We do actually crack. Um, so it's also the lighter you are as a, as a black oh, person, okay. right? The earlier you're probably going to crack and the darker you are, the later you're going to crack. Uh, we do crack. It's just <laughs> a little later. <laughs> and that's just because our collagen is so much more or, or, or it stops, um, it kind of reduces production at a much slower pace than, than a white skin. So we're very, very lucky in that. Asian skins are also very lucky in that way with their collagen. Mm. But they do say with Asian skin, which I find very interesting, they say, you know, the skin will stay plump for years and years and years. Mm. And then you wake up one day and it's just completely wrinkled, <gasps> like That's overnight. Like, no way. <laughs> no way. Like, no way. That is terrible. It's really overnight. But yeah, it kind of. Waits for a long it, time. And then it and suddenly then goes. Over. They say with men as well, generally, like of all races. It's kind of like, cool, cool, cool. And then overnight, jeez, what happened? All men? Really? <laughs> That's what they say. I don't know. I'll watch mine. <laughs> I'll watch mine. Oh, <laughs> that is terrible. Know. You wake up next to an old man one morning. You're like, yes. oh, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but we do. So black people do age. We just age differently to the ads. Yes. So the ads are, when they talk aging, it's always fine lines and wrinkles. 
And then you find a lot of black people going, oh, but I'm not concerned about that. So then they think they're not aging. And sun, sunburn. But I no one is, is saying sun, issue. yeah, sun damage is a way of aging and this and that. And they say sun damage actually happens the worst of it before you're 18. Uh, of course, because you're running around. And then you around. just see the signs much later, but yeah. it actually damaged from when you're a kid. I'm like, oh my gosh. So slather them, slather them and keep slathering and the stuff. kids. But here's my final sort of question, mm. or really just a challenge. I mean, I actually, the other thing that struck me as I sat there with um, Maya looking through the magazine is that obviously it's just the, it's also a general issue which is that young women will model themselves on what they see reflected back to them. So actually it's an important question for all women is don't constantly. What are we showing young, our young girls? Yes. What what do are, how do we actually model new ideas about beauty? And I'm quite pleased to see that like what is happening is that models are definitely changing. Yeah. They're starting to look, I mean, they call them the weird looking models, but essentially, I mean, you know what this is like Yeah. in the industry. They're starting to just look to embrace, you know, fashion is starting to embrace things that are not women who don't look completely 100% traditionally beautiful with yeah. completely symmetrical this and that. Yeah. And, yeah, and like everything yeah. is perfectly aligned. Yeah. So, so I feel that is a very important thing. That I it's also too. starting to change the idea of what is. Yes, because then little 11-year-old girls don't have to start feeling so insecure about their bodies at 11 because now they're seeing all these mags that only show – it is. It's, it's that power of imagery. And if we show all shapes and sizes, mm. all hues, all textures, all – it's important because then every girl can feel like they fit somewhere and they can feel like they're visible and represented yes. in some way or other. There's the, nothing like feeling invisible. It's, it's a puzzle. terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is this crazy place. You want to be part the of world. the world. The world. You don't want to be excluded. Yeah. There's a little space for all of us. There is. Oh, that is a beautiful <laughs> way to end. I feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> and thank you very much, Matt, for joining me today. Thank you for inviting I think, me. I think that you have a very sexy voice. Do you think and so? And so, yes, I feel that you could, in fact, <laughs> um, give Mabalia a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I'm not here and Mabalia is here. I wonder if we'll ever actually coincide. Oh, have you been um, missing each other? We have. It was like we were together last week. Yeah, yeah. But now next week, um, sure, I'm away next again. Thursday. So I'm missing her. But um, she will take between two feps forward to the next week. And Excellent. from me, I say goodbye. You've been listening to Between Two Fems. And we will chat with you soon. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com.